there. Ideals. <laughs> I didn't know what words I was saying. Ideals and imbeciles. Hello there, idealists and imbeciles. Welcome to Basically Misled. I'm Dagny. And I'm Day. We give advice. 50% is life-changing, 50% will leave you crying in soul by the end of the day. You decide which is which. Come procrastinate with us while we chatter endlessly about things you could probably just Google. Today's episode, we are going to grab a very tall horse <laughs> and get yes, on it. I've, literally. I've actually, now I'm just thinking about that. If you're getting on your high horse, is that, like, a specifically tall horse, or is that, like, any horse, or is the horse always a metaphor, so... I mean, it's like getting on your soapbox. Is it always a soapbox, no matter how big or small that soapbox well, is? Yeah, because it doesn't specify a size soapbox. Or but is it metaphor? A high well. horse is, like... That's a... A, a tall horse. Horse. Maybe any horse that's not a pony. That, no, that doesn't seem right. Maybe it's like horses a stallion. I'm kind like of, a workhorse. Horses kind of freak me out. Yeah. <laughs> I know a weird amount of horses in the sense that I can visualize many different types of horses. Mm-hmm. But I have no, like, I've never been on horses. I don't really want to be on a horse. I've been on a pony, and I think that freaked me out when I was younger. So why do I know these different horses? I think I played Horse Monopoly, though. Horseopoly. <laughs> um, And I think I would go over to somebody's house who liked horses, so I would learn about it that way. I think that's how I know about horses. The thing with horses is that I just imagine that they're just as nice as any dog. Except for if you brought them inside, they'd break all of your stuff by stepping on it. And that scares you? Yeah. (laughs) Interesting that that scares you. Well, I think most non-human animals, I guess, don't really have the perception of, like, giving people space or something. That didn't make sense. But, like... Being aware of, they're not the, aware of the human body in the same way that primates are. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think it's just more intimidating when that's a really large animal. Yeah, I don't think it would fit through our door. Really. Like, you can't sleep under a horse because it might kill you by accident. But that would never happen with a dog. I'm just saying. Depends on how small you are or big you are. With the dog. But it would accidentally... the dog. No, a dog... No dog could kill you by stepping on you. St. Bernard, baby, sits on you, baby's Okay, dead. well, anything could kill a baby. So that doesn't <laughs> true. count. True, true, All true. All right, well, let's bring it back. Yes, bring it back. We are not talking about horses this episode. No, no, we're talking about philosophy, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ethics, philosophy, morals... Those are all things of philosophy. I don't know what philosophy is. I know. Sometimes I feel like philosophy is, like, too official. But then I realize that conversations I have could be really considered philosophy if they're, like, moral. If it's you mean like philosophical? Phil- <laughs> they could be philosophical? Your your conversations are philosophy? Or are they philo- philosophical? Well, they'd be philosophical discussion- discussions. Yes. There we go. But without, okay, that's just, I'm not, I'm not going there. 
So they, that's the mood I'm in. I, I, I do feel like it's kind of like it's an official thing, but I do think I'm gonna say that as a junior, I now can say that I'm gonna use that word, bam. Philosophy. Yeah, I can use the word philosophy. <laughs> Woo! I've leveled up. Oh my! I took a class on with some philosophy in it. I did Freshman too. Year. I took two quarters of it. I was not into it. I don't remember anything of it. Neither do I. Other okay, it was like we looked at Kant and Nietzsche. I'm pretty sure, um, and they're both just kind of hard to read. Also, like. Okay, I think I could probably read that kind of stuff now and, like, have an easier time about it. But my little baby freshman brain was not prepared for that stuff, I feel like. And so I think, like, I just remember having a hard time reading it and it taking a really long time to, like, understand what they were saying. But, I mean, it really is, like... What we looked at was, I think, more based around morals and how to make people happy. Mm. And I guess, like, that is philosophy. What we do every day. That's interesting. Do moral, like, is living the moral high life, does that make you happy? I don't know that answer. (laughs) I think it's different for everyone. Yeah. I feel like I would have an easier time reading them now, but I also just prefer YouTube videos. Yeah. It's so nice and colorful, and there's, like, moving pictures, and... It's because you're a junior, and I'm a senior. Probably. <laughs> no. One day I'll level up today. No, I don't... Day has a I faster think I need growth rate than down. I do. She becomes adult, I think, at, like, a twice as fast rate as me. No. And by adult, I mean, like, the boring adult stuff, not the real <laughs> responsibility. Just, like, the personality... Of a middle-aged woman. <laughs> oh, I achieved that long ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have fun. You know, I don't know, like, if there's some sort of board somewhere that's like, this is what a liberal arts education is, but I do feel like kind of getting into this subject a mm-hmm. little bit is at least an essential part of, I think, like, in evergreen programs. Yeah. And maybe that's just, like, the nature of having seminars if you're discussing things. Like, this kind of thing tends to come up. Right. And so, I think that's interesting because I just, I guess I wonder what it would be, like, how, how people live their lives different if they haven't sat around thinking about what's right and wrong. And maybe everyone does that, but, like, just doing it in an academic setting, like, really improve your like sense or your conclusions like when you're talking about things that really no one has the answer to like does sitting around talking about it make you slightly less wrong or you just kind of have can articulate your thoughts maybe more on it but you 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 know what I'm saying I think so yeah I mean sorry also while you were talking I just realized in my head that I haven't had, like, a proper seminar since probably winter of freshman year. My God. So, I know who to judge for this, but I'm not going to say names. Yeah. Maybe it's, I don't know. I mean, like, I have had actual seminars. I guess, no. You know what? Spring quarter, I did have seminar, but I also was too timid. Um, Now I'll just 
go right into it. Not really. Um, I'm the same person as I was a freshman. Um, so, yeah, but I think, like, I don't know, because part of me wants to say that discussing this kind of stuff, even if it's not really, like, how you think, it's gonna have, like, you're gonna think about it and kind of ponder it. Like, if somebody was, like, I don't know if this is morally right when you're talking about, like, I don't know, something in class, and then you're gonna, like, you're like, no, I think it is, but you're gonna think about it a little bit. If you're actually, like, a college student, if you're just there to be there, maybe not, but, you know, like, if you want to learn and think, then I think you will kind of take that nugget with you, and maybe it's, like, a little bit down the road, but then you're gonna, like, think about it, and maybe you don't change, but I think it is good to discuss it, because it does affect other things. Maybe this is me being too hopeful for people. No, I think that's a good point, because it's not the difference of a person, like, sitting in a lecture, learning about stuff, versus a person, like, sitting alone thinking about the stuff. Mm -hmm, Right. It's the difference between, like, hearing other people's opinions, like, peers, and then, like, you know, discussing it. Because I think that, you know, the discussions that we have now in a seminar about, you know, what's right and wrong are probably very different from, like a similar setup like 20 years ago right and so you kind of have that advantage of like it's you know it's the new wave of people it's like the slow changes that are happening yeah you are making those or maybe you'll influence your professor and they've been an old stick-up sog for their entire life but boom they're changed by the thing you said yeah yeah because wouldn't it just be ideal to be Right. Yes. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> Get into that. But, yeah. I, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know if this makes me a bad or a good student of philosophy, but I do feel like I tend to just sit around, like, asking questions. I'm like, but what about this? But what about this? But what about this? And I never You're... will, like, I, I don't like taking a stance, I guess. Yeah. As much because I feel like there's like you can lose perspective Mm -hmm. once you take a stance I think because then it's like you see it through that lens but do you still feel like you don't have any bias towards any one side no I mean I I do have bias but if you're taught like once I it's not like it doesn't carry over to the rest of my life but if you Mm -hmm. put me in an academic setting and you're like this is somebody's ideas about it, then I'm kind of like, hmm, what about this? What about this? And I don't really, I don't really know if I have judgments on whether, because there's like, because there's lying, like for lying, for example, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, <clears throat> oh no, who says this? Some, I think somebody would say that lying is bad because if everybody lied, there would be no expectation of truth anywhere and that wouldn't work you Mm -hmm. know what I mean lying only works because there's the expectation of truth therefore it's like a bad thing to do and but then there's also like you know whatever there's like lying for a good reason you know yeah I can always think of a good reason to lie I don't know if I can I hate lying 
to people. Like, okay, I have my okay, moments of You're a very deceptive person, though, and to me, that is so similar. I don't really... Do- so, okay, yeah. No, I I feel like, for me, it's a situational thing, because, like, I don't like... For one, I don't like when people lie to me. So you hate lying unless you're doing the lie No, 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 no. <laughs> and I don't like hurting people's feelings, which then leads me to, I think, lead them on in a way that, yes, I am kind of lying because I'm saying yes or mm-hmm. maybe, but I don't really want to do it, but I feel the need to lead them on so I'm not hurting them, which mm-hmm. really I should just, like, rip band-aids off because everybody says they would rather be told the truth than be lied to. I feel like that's a common thing. Yeah. So I need to work on that. But I also, like, I don't know. Like, I like being sneaky about things. Like, Mm -hmm. if, I don't know, like, I have plans. But, like, you know, like, sorry, (laughs) I have plans about things I want to be sneaky about, and so I'm not going to say them. doesn't apply to anybody who's ever going to listen to this. But I like to be sneaky about things, but then if somebody asks me if I did it, then I feel like I couldn't lie to them, and I'd be like, yes, I did. Hmm. I also used, okay, I used to not be a good liar. Like, the game BS, so bad at. (laughs) Because I would just giggle every time I (laughs) lied. So then I would try to giggle all the time, but that still didn't work. And then I remember the first time I was able to deadpan lie to my mother. Mm -hmm. There was classical music happening. And she's like, oh, I wonder, like, what kind of thing, like, instrument this is. And I told her that it was a Russian organ. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I didn't know a Russian organ existed. And I just kept on going with the lie and being like, yeah, it's from Russia. It's an organ, blah, 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 blah. Because it was on the way to school also. And then I, after a little while, I just was like, mom, I'm lying. <laughs> but it was fun. And now I can play BS well kind of surprising that you still remember that i was like 12 (laughs) i don't know maybe i've just been i guess yeah i don't know i don't have any memories of a child of any particular lies that i felt had any emotion about yeah because i'm a psychopath yeah i was gonna say you just (laughs) lie all the time it's not new for you (laughs) yeah A recent topic that has been coming up in my class is um, ethics on the internet, which I find a very interesting topic simply because before this class, I would have said that, oh, people don't use ethics online. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, people just don't care. But honestly, that isn't true. Even people who you think, oh, this person just, like, must have no regard for anyone else, people usually have a moral code they're operating operating by. Maybe it's different than yours, but, like, people have ideas about it. Yeah. It's not like the internet, on people, on, like, on, on the internet, people just go wild. Well, and, some people do. Well, but, like, I think they're still more in touch. Yeah. With their, you know, ideas about right and wrong than people give them credit for. I just think that it's more apparent when that can be, like, maybe deviating from other people's ideas Mm -hmm. about right and wrong because you don't have to... You can maybe, like, escape the social, like, 
consequence of it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, if you can do it, on, like, online without anyone knowing it's you, that's kind of, you can escape social consequence. Right. Yes. And so then it's just you and your own ideas about what's right and wrong. But I find that very, a very interesting topic because I do really restrict my behavior online mm-hmm. in a way that I feel like other people don't or maybe like wouldn't find necessary Mm -hmm. like I don't like I try really hard not to ever like say anything like I don't know like ever like piling on to somebody that's already like getting a bunch of crap online I don't care how bad it is if somebody is already getting piles of it I don't contribute to it no yeah I don't ever comment on things online, I think. Unless it's my brother's Instagram page. But also a weird thing to do is, like, I almost never click on articles involving celebrities in a way that looks like it wasn't, like, a very, like, public interview. Like, if it's something made up of, like, speculation of a bunch of stuff. I never click on those because I feel like it's just, like very gossipy and invasive and it like you mm-hmm. know gives money to people who like want to pry into other people's lives Ugh, i love the gossip though i know like you read things <laughs> and you tell me that and i'm just yeah. like geez i mean it's kind okay. of interesting to know but i don't support it all i do right now though like i don't i don't i just don't look really at articles online all of my gossip information mm-hmm. really comes from um snapchat's daily mail Hmm. thing and so i look at that and that's like it which is still giving money to a very gossipy site like one of the most probably yeah and i mean gossip is like you know maybe a I guess an easier thing to debate about. Obviously, there's a lot yeah. of bad stuff that goes on in the internet. Like, gossip is hardly the worst of it. <laughs> yes. But. but it does... I think a lot of people don't realize that gossip can really hurt someone. Yeah. Like, if you're saying something mean or, like, displaying their really personal stuff, then, like, that's just not nice. And it can hurt them and their career. I think I just personally find the scale of which things can reach on the internet dangerous, especially yeah. when, like, like what is it ex- like what is it acceptable to do to a person online? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like you could sit down in a group and actually people would agree pretty well on that. Mm-hmm. But then if you said okay. But what is it acceptable to do in a person online who seems to be going against your personal moral code? And then I feel like it's all rules out the window. Like, people are like, oh, yeah, like, send them hateful messages, like, by the millions. I think that's fine. Right. If they've done something bad, like, crimes. We'll yeah. Just, I'm just going to say crimes. Yeah, crimes. So some, something that's against the law. Something yeah. that has clearly, like, By our society is unethical. Right. Yeah. But then you've got, that's that's always a weird kind of cycle that's hard to stop. It's like, if you think you can do unethical things to unethical people, you know, and then... 
I always just imagine, like, when I think of this problem, is like, it's like crime families, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like one, one crime family, like, kills the son of one. And then mm-hmm. so, like, the father has now sworn revenge on the other father. So Romeo and Juliet. And so then kills all of his cousins who then, like, you know, and then yeah. suddenly, like, everyone is liable for every bad right. thing. And that's just insane. That's just insanity. <laughs> It's interesting that you have that side of the ethical thing. Because I wasn't even thinking about that side. Because in my class, now this is way more boring ethics, <laughs> but we talk about, like, ethics with in the counselor role. But also, um, there's a lot of, like, gray water, I guess. Um, gray matter. Let's use a psychological term. Gray matter. It's not really psychological. Usually it's a gray area. I'm That's... not sure what this gray water situation is. <laughs> That's what it is. But we're going to use gray like, matter. Like a newspaper uh, water. Why does it make me so happy to use the term gray matter? Um, it's really not relevant to this conversation. No, but it's about brain stuff and we're talking about psychology now, lady. Um... <laughs> Exactly, so if it relates, it's, like, even more reason not to use it to confuse people. Look at that, I have a gray water cup. Let's just go with that. No, 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 we're going with gray matter now. I've already made my thoughts about it. Okay, so, it's, fine, it's a gray area in psychology, counseling online. Hmm. So, some people, like, um, oh, for one class, the only notes I wrote was Skype is not secure. Do not have a therapy session over Skype. It is not secure. Because there's a lot of issues with that. Like, people can see your, like, hackers, whatever, random people just filing through stuff could potentially see records. They could see you having your therapy session. Um, Texting is a gray area because, like, most phones aren't, like, encrypted and secure. So, like, if you're texting... Well, also, that's just, like... I... For me, I would... That's a danger zone, texting, I think. Because if you get a um, client who is really clingy or needy, and you always feed into that because you're, like, off-site with them and having interactions still, then that's just... Yeah. But that could be said about any friend or romantic partner or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a di- danger it's thing. It is different. I but, feel like if yeah. you were using it for something beyond scheduling, which I feel like in most cases is what I see that for. Is yeah. Like scheduling. Scheduling, I think, would be fine. But, um, yeah, so there's just, like, a lot about online and, like, having therapy sessions or I mean, it's, like, a great access thing for people who have, like, agoraphobia or um, maybe it's, like, more financially available for some people or people who are in rural areas even. Like, maybe they don't want to go to somebody that they, like, know, um, which is another thing, multiple relationships. But maybe people in rural areas don't want to go to somebody they know or somebody that their friend knows because they're worried about things getting out but they don't have the funds to go to like a bigger city or farther away or you know whatever it is so is is it mainly a security issue if you're like oh this was secure like say skype or is there other issues about 
like being an online presence to help somebody who may be going through something like very intense. well i think like because it seems like a security something like issue is something that could eventually be fixed yeah. somehow i think that it you can lie on the internet more you can be more deceitful so i think it could potentially be harder to mm-hmm. tell somebody's really i mean like people can lie but like you know like i think there is more risk for people being vulnerable and trying to find somebody and then that somebody could not actually be qualified oh like it's harder to vet the therapist yeah like yeah. i think that could be a thing also, I mean, there is, like, I've read, I think we talked about it also, it's, like, doing dual. So, meeting in person for, like, at least three sessions and then seeing if it will actually work out. Because I think there is something about being in person with somebody and having that accountability for them to actually do the stuff. Also, Online, I think even in, like, a session where you're seeing them, it could be harder to read them than if they were in your room. So, that's interesting in that, I guess, you brought this up because I feel like, is this, like, just how, I feel like this is an issue of, like, how well it works or whether the technology is really sufficient to support privacy. And I feel Mm -hmm. like, is that... Those are the main things we've talked about. But is that, like, really, like, a moral issue? I guess is so is 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 the moral issue is like if technology isn't sufficient and doesn't work as well then is it bad to do it because I would say no like just because something is not like ideal doesn't mean it couldn't still be like like the best you can get no but if you're it could breach confidentiality in a way that they don't want it if it's not secure but that problem can be solved also I think it is um so the thing One thing also is therapists, you would have to have a license in the state that that person was living. So if you were doing it out of state, you would have to have that license. So some people might not operate that way. That's bad. But um, the main thing, because there's a lot in our ethics book that they're kind of like, well, like, this is the way that, like, we kind of see it. But also, like, it might not, like, you might need to do this. And the main thing is that you have to think about what is best for the client. So I think that for a lot of people, it could be good to have online therapy. Mm -hmm. But some may want that and that's not what is best for them. Mm -hmm. And so then I think it would be almost unethical to continue doing that with them. Now you could compromise. On a person by person basis. Right, yeah. Because I would say a person with agoraphobia who wants help. um, Agoraphobia, for those who don't know, is somebody who has a fear of, like, crowds leaving. It's not that they have to stay in their house, per se, which is the typical thought of that. It's like they're afraid of the outside world. But it's more they're afraid. They have, like, an intense fear of being either, like, in big crowds, of being on buses, being in stores, um, things like that. Like, it can also, yeah, okay, we won't get into too much of it, but, um, so somebody with that, 
and wants help so they do not, like, so they can leave their house. It might be good to start with online stuff or maybe, like, visiting them, which is also ethical, unethical, like, borderline thing. But if they continue, sorry, if they continue to not want to leave their house, then that's not healthy to just, like, be feeding into helping Mm -hmm. them but not having them actually work on going out. Yeah, so I guess it's, uh, like, a main thing with therapy with therapy ethics is controlling people's perception of their relationship with their therapist and making sure that the and and only being a therapist if you can tell you're actually being helpful yeah so it seems like about that I have a question that I just thought of while you were saying this yes (laughs) now don't get too in-depth with this but okay is it something that's talked about as like an ethical problem like Say you have, like, one client, we'll just say, like, a mother and a daughter who, like, have, and the mother's recently gone through a divorce, and, Mm -hmm. like, you have both of these two people as, like, clients, and, Mm -hmm. like, the daughter has kind of separate issues, but the mother, like, hates the father, Mm -hmm. and, like, maybe has, like, you know, had, like, the, whatever, the the father did terrible things to her for a long time. Now, is it unethical to take the father also as a client, or do you just be like, oh yeah, no, therapists are, have learned total being, like, being totally objective, and that wouldn't affect their care? Because, if, because I'm just thinking about this, like, not having really, like, studied it, I'm like, that would be unethical. Like, I don't care if you think you can do it. Yeah. I don't know if you could. <laughs> I think that something I'm just realizing and also I knew before because it's just the kind of person I am, is that being unbiased is very hard. Right. So, like, me as a therapist, I'm going to have a lot of opinions. Mm-hmm. But it's my job to not voice those opinions. Yeah. Now, it would be unethical for him to come to me and me to just turn him away. But I probably would be like, I'm sorry, but... I cannot take you on with the workload I have. Let me, and I would have like a session with him and be like, okay, let me see who can help you better. Or I might tell him like, I already have your ex-wife and your daughter Mm -hmm. with me and I don't think it would be good for either of us for me to take you on as a client. Yeah. But it's unethical to just turn people away. Right. Um... And so I mean, that's not really what I was talking about. I was just no, thinking yeah. about would it be ethical if you're like, oh yeah, I, I like I could really use I mean, some extra okay. clients. There is hard it's hard because there is the thing of it's really unethical to just turn clients away. But if he if you had really strong feelings against him because of what your client had talked about, then yeah. Yeah. It would just Yeah, that's what I was kind of yeah, thank you, no. Does that ever like has that ever come up as a thing or is that just like That example hasn't come up. Yeah. Um, we more talk about people turning other turning clients away because of religious views Mm. or um because of their sexuality. Yeah. Or, like, if you have a, like, I know therapists, right, they try to be unbiased, but if yeah. you truly have a belief that, like, something that the client does is wrong, 
mm-hmm. do you talk about that as like then you should turn them away because like even trying to be unbiased it seems like that would be a terrible thing to do to put yourself in a position of helping them when you knew that truly you weren't okay with so usually um what is discussed is that you should try to get past that Mm -hmm. so say that they're horrendous example they accidentally ran over a cat and have no issues with it Mm -hmm. like i would take offense to that i would take offense to it being any animal but i feel like cats are the most likely ones um maybe it was their daughter's cat and they're like fluffy left whatever or they just told their daughter that and she's like two and traumatized Mm -hmm. now and i have to counsel her as well (laughs) Um, but like you know and i am like really offended by that maybe it was my cat but i can't say you know things like that then what you're supposed to do is talk to your colleagues talk to your supervisor talk to somebody about Mm -hmm. it see if you can work through it see if maybe you need somebody to come in and like talk with you to them i don't know like observe you with them to see if you're a good fit Mm -hmm. and then if that doesn't work then you have to be like hey look like i can't continue seeing you here are all these other options yeah yeah thing I also think about is um the idea that feeling like you're doing the right thing is it's I mean it's kind of like a pleasurable experience Mm -hmm. for lack of a better phrasing right now and so when I think about like the like there's a political divide in everything yeah let's just you know say that okay there's a strong political divided evergreen recently in our like seminar discussions like this has kind of been brought up a little bit about like the ethics because like if you start in on like you know internet ethics Mm -hmm. we haven't really gotten to a place where it really feels like there's some there's some group being attacked and some group not being attacked like Mm -hmm. everyone goes online we're not really you know what i mean like it's it's a pretty, like, even thing, but it was kind of, like, brought up in one of my groups about how people don't really feel comfortable talking about certain types of ethics because they just feel, like, attacked, which is really sad because I think yeah. that, like, that is, you know, an important part of college and an important part of, like, being a person, like, and being able to, like, talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. And... I just, I guess I just wonder if people know this. And I mean, I've definitely also, like, been victim to it. Like, totally. It's that when you feel like you have, like, even if something bad is happening to you, if you feel like you have the moral, like, high ground in the situation, like, that is a good and, like, possibly um, addicting experience for you. To be like, this is right, like... You know, it's like, stick it to the man. Like, Mm. I am, like, you know, just this crusader for this really important cause. Yeah. And if you think you're right, then that's, like, that's, like, it's just, it's a good experience. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why they call it the high horse. It's a high. Oh, they're high. Wow. Off of being right. Do you feel like you... 
have times when you look back and you're like, oh yeah, I was, I just was happy about being right and I was not. I mean, okay, that's me as a person. I like being right. I like being correct and I like knowing that I'm correct. (laughs) Yeah, like when people, okay, so somebody like, I don't know, asked me something the other day or was like, you know, like we were talking and then they were like, I don't know if it's this way or that way. And I was like, oh, it's that way. And then they, like, looked it up and they were like, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm like, of course I am. <laughs> like, yeah. that's just my response I feel to like it. you get a little bit like that. Even just I get a little too cocky. Something about work. But it's not oh, like yeah. being cocky. It's, like, enjoying that, like, that you're right, right and somebody else is wrong. But, like, yeah. it requires somebody else to be wrong to have that feeling of, like, Well, or just good. not be as competent as me. Because they might not be wrong, but I'm like, you have to ask five times? Like, no, just do it once. Learn how to do it. Yeah, that's kind of a separate thing, though. Okay. Um, yeah, no, but I also, I like having authority, and I feel like being correct at work Hmm. gives me more authority. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's the thing with morals, is that there is really, there is no moral authority, I feel like. Right. You know, on campus mm-hmm. in this country, like people can say that, but really, I think everyone has their own moral authority. Yeah. And so I feel like maybe that's what it is: is that when you feel like you're right, and if you have like the right thing on your side, like you have the moral authority. You've given yourself right. the ultimate authority. Right. Because you know, I mean, I really like reading stories about like superheroes. Something mm-hmm. that really comes up with that. Or just really any kind of, like, magical war type situation, honestly. Like, that's yeah. kind of a broad category. But what comes up, I think, a lot in that is, like, doing the right thing. What's acceptable right. if you're doing the right thing? You know? Mm-hmm. Are wrong things acceptable to do the right thing? How many wrong things? How much? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think anyone would say, like, is it okay to lie to save someone's life? Yes. Like... Right. How many times could you lie to well, save someone's life? Well, there is that whole thing of would you save one person's life or kill them and save eight more? Right. You know? Yeah. Like. And I think. That's a question for the ages. <laughs> it is, right? Like, if you're like, oh, if you murder your best friend tomorrow, like, you, that'll save, like, hundreds of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Most people probably wouldn't do it, though. <laughs> I'd be like, look, Dagny, I love you. Do you want me to save you or save hundreds of people? What would you say? Because, I mean, that's that's mean because that's putting it on the other person. But even if you ask, but, like, what if you had a knife and that's how you had to kill them? Like, could you physically make yourself do it? No, I couldn't. Well, maybe. Depends. Knife, though? Yeah, that's knife. That's kind of harsh. It is really so, harsh. So, you know, you can't just, like, go up from belly up. Get them upwards. No, what? Dude, go for the neck, dude. That's a way faster bleed out. Don't... What are you thinking? Just... Just, like, one cut on the... Pain. Yeah, just, no. But you want them to bleed fast. out? That's it's gonna take fast. hours. No. Weeks. You gotta months. go for the... What is this? There's a... There's your a artery? vein or something. Or artery. I don't yeah. know. There's something on yes. your neck. No, if you cut is. it, you're bleeding out. I mean, real there's fast. also it's also like I think, it's like the one that you can feel your pulse on. 
Yeah, but it's like so, so close to your brain. So it's also boom. It's not gonna boom, take that long. Boom. I'm just gonna do it all. I'm just gonna cut them up. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think I could do that. Yeah, I don't know. No one yeah. knows the answer. No to these one. Questions. I mean, like, I think why it's so easy to ask them is because it's never gonna really happen. Like you know that situation. At least in my life, that's hasn't why it's come easy up. to have. I, I I think it's easy to ask them because. Or it's easy to answer, day, kind of. You can just be like, oh, oh, yeah, I'd kill my best friend. But, like, it's not going to happen. Well, so. see, maybe that's the difference. I don't find it easy to answer. Because oh. I'm really, like, I take it real serious. Well, I know. I would, I'm, like, saying, yeah, I'd kill my best friend. But I'm, like, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know the answer. Yeah. But, yeah, I might enjoy moral righteousness a little too much. I might. But I just like to be good and perfect everyone, and right. Everyone does sometimes. I yeah. think it's just dangerous because going back to the internet example, mm-hmm. I was like, if we're talking about, let's just have the example of like, on Twitter, certain individuals can incite moral righteousness from any community. Yes. That involves a bunch of hate being thrown at their page. Right. Like, yeah. to the point where you could just like, you know, probably want to take you want to take your page down, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. you're like, this is not okay. Like, this is not what I have my page for. Right, exactly. And so, you know, I was talking about this with someone, and they're like, oh yeah, I definitely think that's wrong. Mm-hmm. But then we were talking about like, you know, somebody like who like may have committed a sexual assault, and then mm-hmm. they were like, oh yeah, that's fine, that's totally okay. And that's, like, that's really hard because it's, like, it's that feeling of, like, you know, it's the moral, like, you've got the moral righteousness surging through you and you're, like, this person deserves punishment. I think it's human nature to feel like people deserve punishment. But now you're doing something that you just told me was not okay to do. Yeah. And I think especially in the case of the internet where you don't know people personally, that's dangerous because how sure are you that this actually happened? Now and it's so much easier to just throw blame, throw hate at somebody that you don't know. Right. That you haven't looked at eye to eye. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels a lot better than, like, you know, sending a bunch... Because, like, what if every time people got, you know, they were like, wow, something terrible happened. Like, let's send a lot of supportive messages and donate $1 to this person. Right. That's, like, kind of painful, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, really hard to think about and it kind of hurts. You don't really feel good afterwards because you're acknowledging that bad things happen and all you can really do is, like, you know, send your love, possibly send your money, like, you know, send high hopes to people and that's all you can do and it's not really a good feeling. I mean, it is for some people yeah. for sure, but, like, it's not as good of a feeling as, like, being the punisher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I guess... It kind of all goes into, though, like, do we make most decisions based on what we think is morally correct, or do we do what's convenient? Because this is a really bad, like, this is a really dumb example, but, like, I don't think it's, like, I think it's rude to, like, be on your computer during class, Mm -hmm. for instance, and just be totally doing whatever, like, while the teacher gives a lecture. I think that's rude. I don't know if you, I, I guess... I don't know if I'm saying it's morally wrong, but I do think that's bad to the point where I would never do it. Yeah. However, I do think that doodling is a little different because you can Hmm. pay attention 
And it's not, like, it's something to do with your hands. Mm-hmm. Like, I doodle when I listen to podcasts, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, I'm not totally disengaged. But at the same time, recently, a lecture's become so boring that I do, I will just kind of disengage to do art. It's not the same as me doodling. Like, right. I will yeah. disengage to do art. And I don't think that's good. Like, I don't think that's a good thing to do. I do find that, like, rude, I guess. But, but it's also, convenient. It's convenient because it's literally so boring and it's so hard for me to, like, stay awake and stay in it. And it's so much work and I feel like there's no reward for me. And so it's more convenient for me to just ignore that thing that I thought was important. Okay. So, I guess I already kind of know the answer. But in my class this quarter, what I've been doing is when we have lectures, I type notes about the same material but I do it from the book instead of from my teacher's slides because the book m- goes more in depth. And yeah, then I don't really follow along to her lecture. Mm-hmm. But is that, I guess that would just be me being doing it convenient because I have to take those notes anyways. But I'm still on the same subject as her. Yeah, but like you can be coding in Java about a le- like while listening right. to a re- lecture in Java. Coding in Java is probably a better like you probably learn better through mm-hmm. coding but I don't I still don't think it's appropriate yeah. to just sit working on programs even though it's more learning it's about the same thing yeah and I still don't think it's good but I do think that it's hard it's hard not to when the situation is like you're not into it I you know? think that people try to do what's right but I think a lot of people are lazy that's just kind of the nature of our nation and um yeah we're just a little bit lazy we want it fast easy simple is it and laziness so, though i don't know i i think i i, I hesi- think some are lazy. I, I hesitate to call it laziness when you're talking about so many people i'm being rude i'm calling them lazy <laughs> but like <laughs> i don't know what different what's a different word okay but if you i think okay but Think about people who are, like, engaged in the lecture and how much work it takes them. Yeah. Could be the same amount. Like, it could be a completely different amount of work than it takes somebody else to be engaged in a lecture. So if you've stopped because it's, like, way more work than somebody else, that doesn't make them not lazy and you lazy. I'm not calling... I'm talking about just life in general. Yeah, but people. this is life is the life example. Yes. I'm, I, think I guess like I'm the thinking thing, more though. outside of college, which I shouldn't because this is a college podcast. But well, you can talk about life. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but I just, mainly my point is that people, some, some people it's harder, things are harder for them. Like, everybody's different. But I think people try to do what's right. And in the end, they take the path that's a little bit easier. So maybe it is still kind of right. And maybe that is, that, mm-hmm. I mean, the easy way is the right way sometimes. Quote, unquote, right way. What is the right way? You know, but I think that we usually do what's more convenient. I don't know. Maybe it's like you just have a bunch of things that influence your decisions, such as like, you know. We've got social pressure over here, there's what's right over here, and then there's what's easiest. And in reality, it's just like, you know, you have a, like, your decision is just putting a bunch of, like, it's just rising on all the bar graphs to some extent. 
I mean, sometimes it's like... And so it's always affected by all these right. things. And at the end of the day, doing what's right is just one factor in what people do. Yeah. And I think it's just interesting that in, like, stories of people being heroes, it's like a factor that's, like, zeroed in on so much. Is mm-hmm. it because these people just, like, took all of their marbles out of, like the what's easy but like bin mm-hmm. or it's because it actually mattered that what they were doing was right i don't know yeah i just get confused i know it's so hard <laughs> i don't know what to think Ugh. don't listen to us yeah. you don't know what's right and wrong not at buy all buy a horse and let it in your house but don't sleep under it just make sure it's a high one okay <laughs> that's all for today don't get your folks. horse high i'm just putting that out there Yes, make sure it's a tall horse, not a high one. Oh, God. Okay, that's all for today. Tonight, when you're alone and you, with your thoughts, ask yourself, isn't it incredibly fun to ask questions that haven't been answered for hundreds of years? You can find us on Google Play, YouTube, Spotify, CastBox, and Messy. Just search for Basically Misled. Fill up our inbox with gibberish or long-standing moral dilemmas at basicallymisled at gmail.com. Thanks Thanks for for listening, and good luck with your future endeavors. endeavors.